hey what's going on it's then a road show episode 27 um i noticed that we didn't I, I guess it's not a big deal but like whenever we hit the 25th you know it didn't really remark upon it um well this this one's significant too now this uh podcast episode 27 it's the same age as us now i guess that's true yeah that's, that's how that works right yeah you know that whole thing about how like uh the the all like the rock stars that died at 27 mm-hmm you know, like Kurt Cobain and uh, was it? I think Jimi Hendrix too. Like all those guys. We're running uh, out of time to join that prestigious. I know, club. I know. Got like a couple months in my case. Yeah. You're, you're you're closer. Yeah. I'm less than a month. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, we'll see. So we'll see how things go. Yeah. What's gonna happen is that the podcast is gonna blow up in a month, and then <laughs> and then one of us is gonna bite it. Well, that's how like things become like artists. Well, not that we're artists, but are you know. You don't consider this art? Sure. All right. For the sake of, of what I'm going to say, sure, this yeah. is art. But like artists, they they tend to become more popular after they die. That's true. Yeah. So okay. I think one of us, just for the sake of the show. All right. I'll go stand in front of a bus. Okay. All right. Let's get into some shit because um, I think I crammed every segment we've ever done into one episode. So terrific. Uh, this will be a good primer for any new listeners. Um, let's open with a little dead wrong. This is this is really nothing, but um, I'll do it anyway. It's false. No way. Not this time. We created it. Okay. So uh, episode I'm glad 20- that's getting shorter and shorter every week. <laughs> I think it was the same time I did it last time. Um. So episode 23, uh, I, I named the podcast Dear Kevin Spacey. <laughs> um, and that was probably not the best move because that was the that's our lowest listenership yet on an episode. <laughs> and it really, it really kept people away. Um, and I don't blame them, but I think it was a good episode. So <laughs> I really... I really fucked up on that one, so a, I'm considering a, that. A, a it's a good wrong. title when you when you know the reference. It's a good I title. know, I know. I'm gonna back you up on that one. Yeah, I know, but it's just like oh, these, these are talking about Kevin's face. It's like oh, I don't want to listen to that. Um, Maybe your SEO could use a bit. Of a I word. really, I really, and I even tweeted before I did it. I was like, "How bad is Kevin Spacey's SEO?" <laughs> 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 and I still went for it. Um, but yeah, so now I know for the future not to put any sex pests in the title of the episode. As a rule of thumb, that's not a bad one. It's not, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. Speaking of sex pests, let's move to dating is dead. Uh, this will be a shorter one because um, I haven't I haven't had the time to really uh, go trolling the dating sites for. Uh, some interesting finds and when, so you, when a, you say trolling it doesn't mean you're trolling people on the dating sites you're just n- looking around no i mean it in the pre-internet i'm just looking around for things i'm not yes like, catfishing people i'm not uh mm-hmm. you know there's really there's no interaction at all no not really no <laughs> i'm like I, I don't even swipe really i'm just like browsing um so yeah let's see what i have i don't even remember what some of these are because it's been a few weeks 
Are we still doing the, I don't know how I feel about it, but the, the swipe left, swipe right thing? I think we can. I think we okay. can. Um, I think I do have some, this is, this is after I started looking for um, all the genders. So I do have mm -hmm. some, I'm not going to say, because it doesn't really matter, but um, sure. there yeah, are. We're just going off of like what they have in their bio. And stuff, yes. So, yeah. Yes. Okay. So this is the first one. This is, this is a Tinder one. Um, so the Tinder ones are usually shorter. Um, but yeah, so uh, RuneScape, stocks, tech, and crypto. I'm a shopaholic, super dominant brat, and I'm super picky. I love taboos. Just moved back to NJ. I don't, okay. Into FLRs and super submissive individuals. Be ready to tribute and serve if you're into submission. Also down for new smoke buddies. Pan. I don't want kids. Rich auntie vibes though. Recently single, so nothing serious. Anarcho ideals. So, so does that mean they're, does, are they looking for someone with rich auntie vibes or are they saying that they have rich auntie vibes? I think they're saying that they have rich auntie vibes. Like they'll oh, be okay. the rich auntie. They don't want the kids, but like, you know, I guess if, I if you, if you're somebody that has siblings or something or nephew, I don't know. Um, niece, nephew kind of thing. Um, yeah. The sentence, I love taboos, and then there is an M dash, just moved back to New Jersey, <laughs> is <laughs> as, as if that is the ultimate taboo. <laughs> um, yeah, there is something, it really bothers me that they're like, yeah, stock, text, and crypto. And then at the end, they're like, anarcho ideals. It's like... What? Okay, Grimes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, what? What are you doing? Choose the lane. Yeah. Uh, but I just love, like, you're leading with RuneScape. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, that's still really popular, isn't it? I guess so. I didn't realize. It um, seems like it. It must have had a resurgence. I bet it's like, I bet it's some kind of pandemic thing where people were stuck at home. And then just sort of going back to childhood shit. It's like Animal and realizing Crossing. that RuneScape is sticking around, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's just me uh, guessing. No, I think that I think that adds up. It's like Animal Crossing. Like that's that was all I played for a few months. Sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then I had to look up what FLR is. Yeah, I was gonna ask. I don't know either. Yeah, that is a female-led relationship. Oh, okay. So that's, so that's sort of like femdom shit. Ah, uh, I see. Yeah. That goes in line with the super submissive. Yep, 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 yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I had to look that up because I had no idea. Um, so I'm, I'm swiping left because I don't deal with crypto. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just, the, just the, just the, uh, the dichotomy of crypto and... Like crypto is like one thing because you could even make the argument that it's like, oh yeah, decentralization, man. So that's like sort of, you could maybe say some kind of anarcho sort of thing. Mm -hmm, yeah. But then, but then like stocks. Right. Stocks, man. <laughs> Come on. Come on. This is, this is just ANCAP shit. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Um, okay. This next one. Oh, okay. Well, shit. <laughs> okay. This is this is also a Tinder one, and this is a short one. 
Um, I, this is funny that these are next to each other, but uh, oncology development is my jam. Crypto is my scam. Proud <laughs> GME holder. If your Insta is in your bio, I'm going to follow it. Um, which is a weird uh, th like threat, I would mm -hmm. say. It's kind of it's kind of really creepy, actually. Yeah, it's not even like I'll follow you back. It's I'm going around looking at bios and just following random people. Is what it sounds like. Yeah, not even that. Like it's like I'm gonna not even like I'm gonna look at it. It's I'm going to follow it. Mm -hmm. It's like okay, dude. Yeah, it's like is that is that really going to impress anybody that you you are one of the weird uh, GameStop stock dudes that are still like trying that whole thing yeah i mean that ship has kind of sailed hasn't it i thought so i don't hear about it anymore yeah so like you're still uh still doing it guess so yeah i don't know i don't know and just the outright admittance that crypto is the scam like is this it, like is it <laughs> like i don't get it I'm wondering if we should turn this segment into like a matchmaking segment because I I'm curious about the the first two. Uh, That's true. The first two we've seen here. That's true. Yeah, and this is Tinder, so they're like they should be in within the same area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's very true. I just don't I just don't get what people are doing on these things. You know. I don't get it. What on the dating apps? Yeah, like, who's gonna who's gonna see crypto is my scam and be like, yeah, man, I'm yeah, like I'm, it's it. I think that is hot as shit. Yeah, like I just don't see a lot of these things as because like your bio is supposed to be like your defining characteristics, right? Yeah, like, and I just like maybe that's like a an interesting like that's an, that's a a hobby basically. It's something that you would maybe talk about on a date, but it's not like. You don't put that in your bio and lead with it as like part of your personality. And then we also know that part of his personality is I'm going to follow every Instagram I see. Yeah. What is that? What is that? I don't I don't know what to take away from that. That's it's it's just creepy. It's creepy. A little bit. I can understand, like, if people you can make the argument that if people are putting their Instagram in the in the bio they want people to see it but that doesn't mm -hmm. mean like they want like all these random people to follow like i don't know it's just it's just weird to me yeah, it's it's worded strangely i don't really know what their intention is with that yeah yeah i don't know um this next one okay this is this is another one where the person is um English isn't their first language, so they, they've uh, they've attempted something in English that I just find, um, you know, charming or whatever. Uh -huh. uh, I'm feminism from Thailand. I am an introvert. I like to watch movie, music, game. I love art and history. I just really like the phrase, I'm feminism from Thailand. Yeah, it's a good one. I really like that. Uh, it could it could be their name or they could be like Thailand could be a deeply unfeminist yeah <laughs> country and they're the only one yeah which I don't think is I don't that's not the case but uh yeah I, I just I just like that phrase I don't yeah you know. 
Because I, I remember this one too, because like that, that, that phrase was like in my head for like a few days. I'm feminism from Thailand. I just but aside from like that, that, like this is a this is a solid bio here. It is. It is. They're saying that they're an introvert and some of their hobbies, and then yeah, yeah, like art and history. There you go. Mm-hmm. And then so this is an OK Cupid one, and OK Cupid lets you attach your Instagram, and then it pulls photos in from your Instagram at the bottom, mm. so you don't even need to put like the like the link to it, like you do on Tinder, and so you can just see some more of their photos if they've attached it at the bottom um, yeah so our, our last person wouldn't even need to, to have that disclaimer right yeah and so i could even see because like, the way i cropped it i cropped like the first row of their instagram photos here and it's like oh yeah they're like at the museum you know like because uh, like there's a photo of them next to a painting and stuff like that so it's like yeah i could see what they're about um yeah i'd say it's a solid uh solid bio and i like that phrasing Oh god! Swiping, this one. swiping right, by the way. Yeah, yeah, it's a good. Always one. swiping right for feminism. Yeah, exactly. All right, this one. Okay, I'm gonna have to zoom in. Holy shit! I forgot about this one. This is gonna be another. Remember the Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um. One that gigantic, word salad. Yes. All right, a high-value, confident, and extremely passionate woman who's seeking a genuine connection with a mature gentleman. I'm well-cultured, well-traveled, and spontaneous. I enjoy art, pampering myself, traveling, wine pairings, and trying new cuisines. I don't believe in settling for less in life. My favorite food is Italian, and I'm obsessed with anything pertaining to art. Galleries, symphonies, and ballet. One of my favorite- Can we pause for a second? Sure. At this moment, I'm like, this is all, this is fine. This is all good. Yeah. And I feel like this is a a quality bio, and we could just, like, end it right here. (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Continue. One of my favorite things to do is get a yacht on the weekends, vacay vibes, and enjoy days in the sun with my closest friends. One of my favorite sayings is, quote, the purpose of life is to live it, to taste experience to the utmost, to reach out eagerly and without fear for newer and richer experience, end quote. Do you share the same same interests and passion? I am extremely peculiar on who gets my attention. So men, capitalized, please understand the type of woman I am prior to messaging me as this will save us both time. I have very high standards and expectations, and I've heard it all, lol. Messages constantly saying, you're, wrong you're, the one, when we both know you aren't. So if you cannot fit the profile that I have up, nor add any value to it, then please don't waste either of our time. (laughs) I know exactly what it is that I want, dot dot dot, a husband. I'm not going to choose just any suitor for that role. I want the best of the best man who I know will appreciate me, dot dot dot, someone who makes me happy, who makes me so happy to have him that I would choose him every time. That was all one paragraph. Man, please don't waste our time, she says. Yeah. So I I got the whole I got the whole profile here because it was it was so much. Okay, so under their current goal they put my current goal right now is to prepare to launch my business by next month, homeowner by next year, get my dream car and possibly marry you and then there's a kissy face emoji. I'm really good at planning a surprise getaway. And then there's an emoji. I don't really know what that is. Maybe it's a surprised face. Uh, guess what island this was taken on. And then there's there's no photo or anything there. So um, that's unfortunate. Uh, then for my golden rule, it says, quote, a girl should be two things, who and what she wants. 
And then that's apparently a quote from Coco Chanel. Um, I should spend less time at Neiman Marcus or online shopping, but I blame Amazon, LOL. A perfect day. Relaxing at the spa on a Sunday with a great book, dot, 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 and a glass of champagne, kissy face emoji. The most private thing I'm willing to admit, I'm such a hopeless romantic. And then there's that surprised face emoji. Okay, now here's the what I'm actually looking for prompt. And this is in all caps. Please read below before messaging me, asking what I'm seeking. And then there's like five exclamation marks. Okay. I'm seeking to build a genuine connection and establish a potential relationship with a mature older gentleman who is honest, kind-hearted, and consistent. A man who knows how to treat a woman such as myself and is very loving. He should be able to recognize and appreciate my values and ambition. He should know that there is more to me than just my outward beauty and he should find my inward beauty as well as what I can bring to the table equally is intriguing. I am only interested in a man who shares similar interests and standards to myself. The man I seek would be considered as a renaissance man. Typically, he is highly cultured, charismatic, humble, educated, well-traveled, likes the finer things in life, all things such as myself. I like a man who is open-minded for new experience with little to no baggage and who knows what he wants. I'm a bit sassy, so hopefully he can handle that LOL and who is confident in everything that he does. Someone who is interested in progressing towards marriage and possibly having children in the near future. Whew. If you are interested in dating me, please attach a 15,000 word essay explaining exactly why. It's a lot. It's a whole lot. I mean, at least at least this person knows exactly what they want. Right? Yeah. I mean, that, that's a good thing. And, 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 you know, she's conveying it. She's, she's putting it all out there. So, yeah, it's just I, 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 I don't I, I unfortunately, I don't think she's going to have much luck. Um, yeah. And it seems like she hasn't had much luck if she feels the need to really uh, hammer this all out. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's a lot. It is a lot. I'd have to swipe left here because I just don't qualify. No, no, not even a little bit. I don't fit um, the standard, unfortunately. No. And also, I think she is looking for a an, an old rich man is also kind of what it boils down to. <laughs> Just a little <laughs> bit. Just a little bit. It's like in the subtext, especially when she says, a mature older gentleman. <laughs> I'm very much neither of those things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, best of luck. Best of luck. Yeah, I mean, hey, you never know. It's a big world out there. You never know. Okay. Uh, one more, one more. Um, multiple personalities looking for someone into demonolatry, ascension, cliphoth, friends only. This is an old account. I t I look a bit different now. Send me an intro so I see you. Oh God, why is it so hard to find people with same interests? <laughs> <laughs> now, <laughs> so this is a this is um a profile seeking a friend. Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Now, I did. <laughs> I did swipe. I did swipe right. Okay. <laughs> On this one, I have to admit. Okay. Uh, Which? What was your reasoning? <laughs> because of the uh, demonolatry. <laughs> And because they said clip off, even though they spelled it wrong. Um, 
Uh, yeah. Did you get any like reply? I don't think so. Uh, okay. I haven't been on the site, but I did swipe right. Well, that's good. Uh, yeah. I don't. I don't think what's on my profile would would. <laughs> uh yeah but um yeah i did swipe right it's i just i just think it's very funny (laughs) that (laughs) they put they put that they're into demonolatry (laughs) and the negative spirits of the fucking (laughs) the fucking kabbalah and the and the and like the 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 opposite of the Sephirot, and they're like, oh God, why why can't I find people with the same interests? Well, it sounds like they found uh, at least one person. Right, that's why I swiped right. It's like, oh, I, I at least know what you're talking about, even if you spelled it wrong. <laughs> it's like, okay, I could work with this. Like you even that, you even get the humor, assuming that that is humor. I don't I don't know I don't. It's hard know. to tell. I don't know. That's the thing. But it's like okay, I could work. That's that's when you know it's bad out here. Is like I could work with this. Yeah, I yeah. can work with this. You idolize <laughs> demons, and um, yeah, I could at least talk to you about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Boy, this this segment takes us to some some interesting places. It does, it does, yeah. Uh, looking for people in the demonology, yeah. <laughs> uh. But then it's like I, this is an old account. I look a bit different now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay, cool. Why can't I? Why can't I find people? It's really good. That are, that are into uh, Jewish mysticism <laughs> <laughs> and know about Gnostic beliefs. I thought this app was popular. You should be able to find anybody on there. <laughs> oh shit! I don't. I don't care if you spell it wrong. I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> No, you were you were down from the first moment you saw. I was. That's the that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. Uh, so yeah, that was dating is dead for this week. Bit of a shorter one. Uh, was it? I, was it? I mean, <laughs> normally really. we have normally we have some more. I don't know. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'll have to go back in because I'm tapped out again. Hmm. Uh. So yeah. Um, I squeezed this in uh, like 10 minutes before we started recording, but I did receive another dead letter. Um, it's really, it's getting kind of creepy how the spam bots know whatever day we're going to record. Mm-hmm. Even when we move what day we're recording, which is what happened this week. Yeah, it was up in the air uh, until the very last minute. <laughs> yeah, we they, moved uh, it at the last second. Um, but they're on top of their game. Yeah, I, it's kind of creepy. I have to like start unplugging microphones or something. See, we wouldn't it. have to deal with this if if anybody sent sent that's, stuff in. That's true. That's true. Um, that's a that's a cry for help, by the way. Yeah, because for some reason I'm I'm on a mailing list for like UK hospitality. 
Mm -hmm. And I don't know how I got on there because there was a few weeks ago where uh, I read the thing about how I was invited to that uh, that hotel show and convention. Mm -hmm. um, well, now I got this email about um, future UK restaurant, pub, bar, and hotel openings. And then in parentheses, not reopening post-lockdown, whatever that means. Um, and it says, hello, if you're looking for data on new restaurants, pubs, hotels, clubs, and bars that will be opening, note, not reopening, but new sites. Oh, okay. Now I understand. Yeah. So it's not like they're not coming back. They're right. They're, these are, these are new spots. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which I don't know why you need to exclude the other ones, but anyway, keep going. I suppose if like. I was a I was a restaurant critic or something, and I might oh, have okay. already, already yeah. reviewed them or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um. But but anyway, this is basically some kind of service that is selling me. They'll feed me information on new restaurants <laughs> opening. Like I'm trying, yeah, I'm trying to understand why you got this. Like, do you use? I don't understand. Um, is it po is it possible? Maybe you use a VPN with like a UK address or something. Uh, no, I would never, I, I would never have any need to like to do turn that, my VPN right? on to the UK and mm -hmm. I don't know why they would have the publishing email. Um, right, right, right. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't understand it. Like technically the book is sold in the UK, but like I don't do, have any direct dealings with the UK. <laughs> I shouldn't have, have you sold a copy in the um, UK? If we have, I like it wouldn't have been direct from us. It would it would be retail. Okay. Um, and I wouldn't necessarily have the direct information. Gotcha. That was a um, that was a mean spirited question. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, you're good. Um, because yeah, the book is available worldwide. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I know for a fact that it is available on UK retailers. Mm -hmm. But I just don't understand. Yeah, this email has been sent to publishing at deadandroad.co as a legitimate interest UK hospitality supplier related email. Like what? <laughs> I don't understand why I'm getting these. It's not like I'm getting a ton of them. This is like the second one now. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just very strange. Yeah, just like industries that have nothing to do even like, like uh, adjacently to, to publishing. It's, it's just a completely just like out of left field. Yep. Yep. So anyway, that's what came in this morning. Uh, just another quick dead letter. Um, so yes, yeah, so let's move into this week's horror harvest. Mm -hmm. um, I did receive some feedback that um, we might be doing a, a, a poor job um sort of describing the movies and it might be hard to follow from there. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can see that. And uh, this, but this might have been um, the case with uh, 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 She Dies Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But the, the, the only problem there is that that movie didn't really have like a ton of plot to I it. I mean, that's, yeah, but I do, I, I, I do see the point um, here. We definitely could yeah. uh, sort of give an overview. Um, we could do a better job of that for sure. Yeah. So uh, that's just something I wanted to bring up. Um, mm -hmm. So with that said, uh, yeah, let's, let's head on in. So, 
yeah, so this week we're we're discussing Cure, um, directed by Kiyoshi Kurosawa. This is from 1997. Um, do you? I feel like you would do a better job at sort of like summarizing what the deal is with this film. Do you want to? Do you want to give that a shot? Yeah, sure. Um, so the the basic plot of this movie is uh, it is. It is a sort of crime thriller um, where there there are a series of uh, murders occurring where uh, somebody's being murdered and then after they are murdered, uh, post-mortis, a big X from their neck to their chest is being carved into them. Um, And the person that is committing the murder uh, stays at the scene um, and admits to committing the murder. And there's a very noticeable um, behavioral change uh, from the person that commits the murder before and and during and after. Yeah, and they they uh, have pr- basically uh, zero motivation for the murder. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, they, they admit to it. Um, yeah, usually afterwards they, they show some remorse. There's, there's one example where, um, a man kills his wife, um, and then he sort of snaps afterwards because he, he recognizes that he killed his wife and he, uh, didn't realize in the moment that he did, but, um, yeah. Uh, and then, um, they they all had interactions with a strange man who um claims that he has no memory he doesn't know who he is uh and they usually had some kind of interaction with him before they committed the crime mm-hmm. uh, and so the movie sort of follows the investigations of the uh one detective uh the psychiatrist that is working with the police and the detective specifically and their interactions with this amnesiac man uh, as they're investigating the crimes. Um, I feel like that's basically. Yeah. And, and I feel like I'm, I feel like this was something that was probably up your alley. Am I wrong about that? Oh, this was very much my shit. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, because it blends uh, the the psychological with the um, there's a lot of like uh, mysticism. Um, yeah, it it felt a lot like uh, a Fincher movie, even mm, though yes, this is. is this is like contemporary to his early work. Yes. Um, because like what seven was probably came out like around the same time. Uh yeah, let me uh, let me see for sure. So yeah, two like, years earlier, two years earlier. Yeah, so like the, this is basically contemporary to that was his first movie, right? Um, it I don't know actually if it was his very first one, but it was definitely uh this is early career. Fincher. Yeah. Um. So yeah, contemporary to early Fincher. Um, very much felt like that. Um, like if, if they turned the color grading, like slightly darker, like, you know, it would (laughs) basically be a Fincher movie. But other than that, um, uh, 
yeah very much my shit mm-hmm. uh yeah i was i was into it the whole way um yeah i thought it was phenomenal yeah um i i love this too um i thought there was something really special about it because it, it's it's a type of story like just when you take the plot elements and and, and you know what it's doing what it's talking about like you've seen it before mm-hmm. you know but the way it tells the story was so effective because it basically it doesn't include like a soundtrack at all yeah um there really is no so i don't know if i'll if i'll word this right but I don't, it feels like there's no tone at least in, in terms of like the film trying to project a tone onto like the characters and, and the story and things that are happening. It's more just like you're in the room with these characters when the stuff is going on. It's like a very objectively observed yeah. movie. And it's, it's sort of letting what's happening take center stage without any, like um, without any like uh, influence yeah, it wants if you to draw sense. your own conclusions about everything that's happening. Yes. It wants you to formulate how you feel about each character and each event that happens. Like, it doesn't want to give any sort of bias towards anything that happens. And the, that's the sound design, too, is like, it doesn't even want to tip its hand towards like any like it just it just lets it lets things happen and then you have to react to it in your own way exactly um, like like the, the the final shot i had to go i had to rewind it i had to watch it again um because i wasn't even sure i caught something oh really yeah and so i had to go back Oh, that's so good. Um, yeah. Yeah. That final shot is amazing. Um, I was following the person of interest in that, in that shot. And I, I knew what was coming, but that didn't change like how effective it was. Yeah. Because it is, you are just watching like the final shot takes place in a diner and you're just watching like these people go about their lives. And there's one person in particular that is moving towards something and everything seems mundane, but, uh, but it's not um, mm-hmm. cuz there's a major like moment at the very end that that sort of wraps everything together yeah um yeah yeah i i thought i thought this was like uh brilliant just the way it did that um like the the character who uh is seen throughout the one who interacts with the killers before they commit the crime mm-hmm. um when you he, you know he's interrogated by pretty much everybody he meets, uh, especially the detective who's on the case. And like just the the frustration that you, that you experience like watching this happen, like when he's in the interrogation room yeah. and he's, he's like giving the detective nothing, but he's also sort of like, uh, you know, trying to get under his skin. And it's clear that there's there's something like nefarious going on with the character it's just like you're 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 experiencing the same frustration as a detective in that moment Mm -hmm. um because the film puts you right there without anything in between it's just you know you're you're experiencing the same 
thing that the detective is and and that's yeah. like also part of the whole the whole arc of the film like you have it starts out as detective doing sort of like a i mean i don't want to say a typical serial killing but that's kind of what it is like he's he's you know investigating as a detective would but slowly things unravel for him like psychologically and uh you're kind of like right there with him as you know frustration builds and he starts to like lose his his grip on reality and he starts seeing things and it's just like this slow unraveling that that's really um really cool mm-hmm. yeah yeah the the way that like you could you could f- formulate your own opinion early on about characters and then you still have to like see it unfold and then what you you, you're what you maybe thought were like your preconceived ideas could change Mm -hmm. um because it's it's kind of it's maybe not not a spoiler uh but um like i i was already thinking of the idea of um hypnotism and then there's a scene where uh the detective then just like outright states like he asks the psychiatrist he's like hey what about hypnotism just like just like very bluntly like that and i was like oh shit okay cool um you know and then they sort of just like talk about it openly from there and like this very grounded realistic way it was so good i I really love this a lot Um, and with hypnotism being such a big thing i felt like a lot of the scenes themselves were very like mesmerizing and hypnotic Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. By design, which is really cool. Yeah. Yeah, like the the way the the um the amnesiac dude talks, you know, like he's manipulative, but like the way that he like repeats things, even whenever he's asking like, "Who am I? Who am I? Where is this?" Like that scene on the beach with like the waves just crashing over and over. And he's like asking the same thing. Where is this? Where mm-hmm. is this? You know. And um, I, I don't know if you felt the same, but I was very frustrated watching him for a good portion of it. Oh, completely. Yeah. 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 And that's that's the point. Um, like it's it's intended to be that way. And I thought yeah. that was so effective. Yeah, because like I thought pretty fairly early on that he was full of shit. Mm hmm. Um. But then the but then like at the end it's like I don't I don't know. Because he might have lost his memories, but he still had like this um like this ability, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, there, there's like so much to digest, like when it came to the, those characters. Um yeah, it's like the longer the longer someone would talk to him, the amnesiac, it's like the the more you question. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Especially there's an extended uh, sequence where he's like in the prison cell and the detective mm-hmm. comes down and talks to him. That one especially yep. um, was really great because it's like the guy like turns things back around on the detective and you're sort of like mixed up and you really don't know what to think. Yeah. Oh, that like that back and forth where like 
the tides turn like three times <laughs> yeah. between them. Like that goes up there with like any kind of you know detective subject standoff like Hannibal Lecter or mm-hmm. like you know any any of those classic sort of confrontations. This is up there with them. Like that was just incredible. Yep. Where you where you think the detective has him cornered and then he just like flips it. Yep, just as yeah. quickly as you flip open the lighter. Right. Yeah, just just really, really stunning stuff. So um what do what do we think? Should I uh announce next week's or did you did you have anything more to say on this one? Um It's one of those it's one of those well yeah, go ahead. I, I don't I don't know what else I have to say. I just I just thought it was amazing. I, I really yeah, this was this was incredible. I just it's it was it was so much my shit. Um, <laughs> especially whenever you start talking about like uh weird ass um esoteric uh turn of the century psychologists that were dabbling in alchemy. You know, like <laughs> Yeah, no, as soon and then as soon as I saw a young uh reference. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah, he's he's into this. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. Because like you know how um like basic psychology we always reference freud Mm -hmm. for japanese they just go to young like that that's like their baseline is young yeah Um, and so they 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 uh show the young textbooks and then uh like in the next scene there are like shadows growing from uh corners like in the jail cell and you know like in the house or whatever and i'm like yeah yeah let's go let's (laughs) do this shit uh so yeah yeah i love that shit it was so good Mm -hmm. um so yeah yeah it's this is a director i need to see more of um i think i mentioned last week i've seen a couple of his non-horror films some of his more recent ones Mm -hmm. and um just really fascinating the way that he'll make like a character drama and yet, um, the way like certain scenes like play out and, and like the framing of them, it almost feels like the characters are in a horror movie, even when they're not. Um, mm-hmm. Like the, I think one of his most famous ones, uh, Tokyo Sonata, is is like a masterpiece. That's an incredible um, drama that I would definitely recommend. Yeah, and like I could see the foundation of like how this would reference or how this would inspire things like even like death note and uh i'm slowly i'm slowly watching an anime right now called monster Mm -hmm. um and it is uh a a a serial killer anime from 2004 um and it's it's basic structure it's 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 basic story is that um there's this world-class surgeon this japanese surgeon that goes to um work in germany and uh he saves the life of a little boy after um an attack at the boy's adopted parents house where the, the 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 whole family was uh attacked the, the, the parents were shot dead. Uh, the boy has a bullet in his brain. Um, and the sister, the sister was like the only one that came out unscathed. 
Uh, so he saves the boy's life. He takes the bullet out of his brain because he's a he's a neurosurgeon, um, and uh, the the boy becomes a serial killer. Um, and it turns out that the boy was the one that killed the parents. Um, and uh, it has such a slow burn, which is why I'm getting through it. It kind of almost moves too slowly for me, mm-hmm. but like I can after watching this, I can see the immediate influence mm. um that's cool yeah good timing then mm-hmm yeah yeah this is for sure a slow burn but uh but a worthy one well yeah but no monster definitely has a slower burn it's it's 74 episodes whoa okay um, <laughs> so yeah <laughs> yeah how many seasons uh, is that uh, maybe like three or four um i'm yeah. not sure um, yeah, it takes a while to get going. Uh, and it's still, it's, I'm still, I'm still in the early going. I, I kind of, I kind of wish it would pick up the pace. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like there's even, there's even a, like, like in episode three, there's like a nine year time skip because it takes place in, um, the first part is, uh, eighties Germany and then it's in the nineties Germany. So it's like before the fall of the Berlin Wall and then like in the immediate aftermath of the fall of the mm. Berlin Wall. Mm-hmm. Um, but even with that time skip, it's still very, very deliberate and very slow. Um, yeah. The, on- the only weird thing about it was that like, uh, like there's a nine year time skip, but then characters meet and then they're, they meet again. And then it's like, it's only like a few days happened. Like, like, mm. like, like a few days passed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's like, "Hey, you remember me?" He's like, "Oh yeah, from that investigation nine years ago." It's like, "What? Well, what the <laughs> fuck?" Like, it's like nothing changed. Like, uh, but yeah, it's very interesting to see the influence. Nice. So yeah, uh, uh, for next week. Yeah. So um, for next week, so uh, Cure is actually one of uh, Bong Joon Ho's favorite movies. Um, I, did, said that, I did see that afterwards yeah 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 so um we might as well watch uh, a bong joon ho film next week mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um so we're gonna go with the host from 2006 uh looks like sort of an action horror uh monster movie of sorts um so, so he's had a movie called host and then one called parasite <laughs> yes that's true <laughs> that's true um, and this this is not to be confused with um, the movie uh, titled Host that came out, the pandemic film from last year, mm. uh, which is which is also very good. But this is from 2006. So, yeah, the host, uh, Bong Joon-ho, that's that's next week's uh, Horror Harvest. OK, I said, it, I said it correctly that time. There you go. All right. Uh, while we are in the horror realm, uh do you know about Demi Lovato's ghost hunting adventures? I've heard this was announced recently. Okay. Um, no, it's not. It's not out yet, right? I believe it is. Oh. Uh, but it's on Peacock, which is okay. Uh, are you familiar with Peacock? Yeah, I mean, we can kind of get into the. the <laughs> are you gonna like? Um, do you have like the trailer or something that you want to? I got a little clip here. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Okay, uh, let's. 
Ooh, I get that a lot. Um. Okay. She has trauma. She does? Mm-hmm. Okay. How do you and know? And that's why she doesn't like men. Okay, okay. I respect that. I respect yeah. that. Totally. We're going to stay over here and let you have a conversation with Demi. I have trauma, too. So I feel you, and I get it. Do you like to sing, Carmen? Oh. You should sing something for her, Demi. No. Why not? Maybe so, she sang that, sing a song as an offering. We, we could come back so in the room. So she's, like, oh, trying... Yeah. Or, I'm sorry. She's... Uh... uh she, I keep. I'm gonna screw that up. Demi Lovato uses they them. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Um, they are trying to do like counseling to the ghosts. Yeah. So that's what it sounds like. This is the first clip I've I've uh, seen from the show. And and let me tell you, I am one thousand percent on board for this. Um, because like I, what we were, I was gonna say about Peacock, right? Yeah, is is the fact that it's been around for about a year now, and it Has doesn't it really <laughs> believe it or not. Yes, um, I think so because it was supposed to launch originally. The whole launch plan was it would uh, coincide with the 2020 Summer Olympics, and that would okay. sort of like boost it, you know. <laughs> sure. Um. <laughs> but that uh didn't quite work out um yeah but yeah so like it's been around for a bit and and there are definitely good originals but there's not the one are show there? there are there are um but there's not the one show that's like captured like the zeit the zeitgeist almost. it's it's like there's not a show that's been like this i need to subscribe for this right they don't have that that the hit show yet. And do you think it's the Demi Lovato ghost show? Maybe just for me personally. Okay. <laughs> no, this sounds like I mean this sounds this sounds great. I mean I I I'm someone who like as a teenager I would watch those um ghost hunting shows. Yeah. Um they even had one on like for a few years they had one on Halloween night that was like a live ghost hunting show. It was like a like a 12 hour ghost hunt <laughs> uh -huh. and they would have the TV broadcast and they would also, if you go to their, if you went to their website, they would have like different camera cameras set up throughout the house and you could just kind of like follow along and watch. So it was the big brother live feed of ghost hunts for ghosts. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like all over that, even though nothing interesting ever happened, it of just course. amounted to the people being like, did, did you hear that? Yeah. Oh my God, what was that? Did, did you hear that? Um, that was really all it turned out to be. But still, it was fun. Um, and so there was also a a, a trending Twitter topic. Um, okay. And it it read uh, in a recent interview interview with Pedestrian TV about their upcoming series exploring UFO phenomena. Demi Lovato spoke about extraterrestrial life and said, "I think that we have to stop calling them aliens." Because aliens is a derogatory term for anything. Um. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, 
I no, I I see where she's coming from because like. No, but she's she, what she's saying. I think is that um, it's, it's alien has been used in a derogatory way for for a long time now, right? So it's kind of like it's almost been like reappropriated. No, 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 no. It's derogatory when you refer to people that way. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. But not when you refer to extraterrestrials. Extraterrestrials. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I think on. I think she's saying that there's like an association, maybe that people I, make. I, I, I think I think Alf is an alien. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna be put, put on a record. That's a, e. that's an interesting stance. E. T. <laughs> it's an alien. Okay. <sighs> so I mean, does this mean does this mean that you're gonna subscribe to Peacock? You're saying the show's out already? I believe so. I guess that's where people are getting the clips. I might have to, because like I, I, I do, um, I do enjoy a good ghost hunting, um, yeah. and I do think uh, Demi Lovato is is a like a good personality. Like she's a good, they're a good personality to host a show, right? And so when you have like it doesn't matter what they're hosting, um, so it's like yeah, why not have Demi Lovato host a, a ghost hunting show? Makes makes all the sense in the world. It's like uh, it's like Selena Gomez hosting a cooking show on HBO. Is she doing that? Yeah, it's, it's been like multiple seasons of it already. Oh, I okay. <laughs> you could have just made that up on the spot. I would have no idea. No, it's it's called Selena and Chef. Who's the chef? It it varies by episode i guess okay. like i think she brings on a uh like a professional chef and uh and they they cook stuff <laughs> it's the chef from south park <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah i see where your mind's where your mind okay. is but <laughs> because they just named the, he was the chef oh, okay God. <laughs> <laughs> well i mean it is on hbo and they have all the south parks so yeah. they have the rights to it yeah exactly I just don't know who the demographic would be there. I, I don't know. Who's tuning into that? Who's who's tuning in to watch Selena Gomez? Oh my! Do you do you see her follower count on Instagram? No. Apparently the whole the entire world. I didn't even know she was still active. Let me uh, let me let me look at the current number. Um, let me look that up. I can't remember the last time anybody mentioned Selena Gomez. Well, then you also think that nobody's... She has 268 million followers on Instagram alone. Okay. But, but you're also somebody who thinks that um, TikTok is full of bots, so... I don't think it's full of bots. I think that the, the Chinese company that owns TikTok is artificially inflating the numbers. Yeah, so now we see, like, where, where your head's at. Um <laughs> So 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 why did you bring bring up this uh Demi Lovato show? Like what are you are you interested in it? No, I think it's funny as shit. Okay. <laughs> that she's just standing in the middle of the room asking if the ghost has trauma. 
Yeah, ghost therapy. Like, I've never seen <laughs> ghost therapy conducted on any of those um, older ghost hunting shows. I think that's a really cool angle. Yeah. And then her friend asks if she wants to, or I'm sorry, if, if they want to sing. To sing, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna, I was thinking about subscribing to Peacock for that Christian Slater show. Um, where he like, I forget the name of it, but he plays like the surgeon who's, who kills people. Mm. That looked pretty interesting. And then they have like stuff like um, like Girls Five Ever is supposed to be really good. Um, Don't tell me that's a girl sequel. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> no, there's no lead in Dunham involved in this one. Yeah, but yeah, I, I might I might be I, checking this out. Um, <laughs> honestly, I think it would make for a good candidate uh, to, for us to cover an episode or two of this. Yeah, I considered it, but then I would have to subscribe to Peacock. True. Or steal, or steal the Demi Lovato <laughs> ghost show and have it on one of my hard drives. Mm-hmm. Well, like I mean, sex, I'll like leave it up sexy to you. Beast, it's a, uh, you know, it's something I already have. Sure. To. Yeah. Um, I mean, this could be like our finale of Horror Harvest. Is... Yeah, that's we're going to cap it off. Yeah. Maybe. We'll see. Um, after speaking getting somebody's. Of, speaking after, of Netflix, maybe? Yeah, after getting somebody's pronouns wrong a bunch, do we want to uh, move into. Uh... <laughs> I mean, that's an unfortunate uh, transition there. Oh, um, segue. Um, yeah. That was not intentionally. Oh, Christ. Um, you know what? I think we're going to cut that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You want to. <laughs> well, because I said that's an unfortunate transition. And then I'm like, oh, oh. oh, that's also an unfortunate segue. But that's not making it on the show. Um, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. where were we about? We were about to change subjects, right? Yeah, yeah, Change yeah. topics. Speaking of Netflix. Yeah. Uh, do we want to get into the um, the Dave Chappelle, uh, Ted Sarandos thing a little bit? Yeah, just a little bit. Cause it's just, just a little bit. It's just a fucking bummer. It is. It's it, it's a it's a bummer that I uh, spent my Tuesday night this week uh, sitting through. Yeah, nobody made you do that. I didn't. No, that was all. That was all on my own. Uh, that was my own yeah. decision. Because I, I, look, I was the one that put it in the um, the show notes to talk about this week, and I'd seen you know the relevant clips from the special, but I'm like, okay, if I'm gonna go on a podcast and talk about it, maybe I should see the whole thing. I don't know why you were giving Dave Chappelle a good faith approach no it wasn't even that i was giving him a good faith approach because uh as history has shown with him he's i mean he's deeply transphobic and, and there's really no arguing that um i just kind of wanted the full context even though it turns out we didn't really need any more context yeah um so in, in case you uh didn't know um the latest uh dave Chappelle special and and fortunately i learned this is the final 
Dave Chappelle special for uh, the the foreseeable future. Sure, um, sure, sure. It's called The Closer. And uh, he received some swift backlash from this after it came out um, because of his transphobic commentary. I, I would say jokes, but that's giving, that's being a little bit generous. A lot of this is just like hate that's like disguised, like thinly disguised as, as jokes. Yeah. Isn't, isn't the, like the closing, the closer, like the joke, like supposed to be your best shit. Uh, like best yeah, you would think, you would think. And this um, is what he kind of goes up on stage and just shits out. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I am kind of glad I watched it because uh, he does like to argue that the people that dislike him, um, particularly in the trans community, uh, the reason they dislike him is because they haven't actually seen his comedy and that they just like regurgitate the same talking points that people have been making for years and that they just don't understand what he's actually saying. He's making and attack helicopter jokes. Mm-hmm. So like... Right, no, I mean, and, and that's to say like that's that <laughs> that's total bullshit because... He's making I the same fucking jokes that every, you know, right-wing hack is making. Yeah, yeah. This, um, is, this is not this is not new, fresh trans material. This is <laughs> this right. Is the, he's he's repeating the same. Want to talk about repeating the same talking points? This is the same shit. Yeah, the so, same shit that's used to attack trans people. Right. Um. Yeah. So he yeah he makes a, a bunch of transphobic jokes throughout the the special. Um. He does a lot of misgendering. Um, he repeatedly dismisses the importance of, uh, pronouns, even like the validity of pronouns, which is hilarious because he has no problem using he and she, um, you know, <laughs> like, mm -hmm. um, he refers to himself as a turf, uh, he's, he's team turf. Um, he says multiple times throughout the special that he is a transphobe, uh, and, uh, his ultimate point like at the end of the special, like one of his main points that he's trying to make is that um, he wants trans people to laugh along at the the jokes that he is making at their expense. Um, like he wants to make these harmful, he wants to make this harmful commentary and not look at or care about the consequences that his words might have and do have, you know? Um, so, I mean, he's a lot, he's, it's a lot of like, well, then, well there, yeah. Then maybe they should have been funny. Well, there's that. <laughs> um, <laughs> there, there wanted, is, if he wanted people to laugh, maybe they should have been funny first. Yeah. How about that? True. Um, <laughs> how about that? Yeah, like not only was this unfunny, it was just deeply uncomfortable and gross. Like I felt gross after watching it. Um, like he's making a lot of like false equivalences to 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 support his points in this in this like throughout. Like he's at one point he basically basically equates uh, being trans to being white as if trans is a white thing. Um, like at, part of one of his jokes, he, he's saying that like 
he was just getting to the point where he can make fun of white men. And then the white man decided to become a woman. Like that's the type of shit that he's, he's dishing out here. Meanwhile, trans people of color are the most like, they're the most likely to experience hate and violence and are like the most at risk by, by stuff like, you know, stuff like this, um, which is something that he doesn't know or completely ignores, just doesn't care about. I don't know. Um, yeah. So it's just the most ignorant shit you can come up with completely. Um, I did, uh, you know, instead of myself rambling on, I did, there was one TikTok I wanted to show. Um, somebody made a good point. Um, this is, uh, let me send this to you. It is, oh no, wait, that's the Smash Mouth TikTok, which we will, (laughs) which we will get to hopefully. Um, yeah, so this is from at Butterfly Astrophysics on TikTok. I thought summarize something, a good point. Someday I'll stop being surprised when celebrities cash in on transphobia for a lazy joke, but I'm not there yet. I'm not here to convince you that Dave Chappelle's jokes were transphobic. They were, he knows it, that was the point. The point that I'm stuck on, and it was just a few lines of the special, was when Mr. Chappelle requested empathy from trans people for transphobes. Now, I doubt that Mr. Chappelle will ever see this through the flurry of media coverage he's currently getting, so this video is addressed to anyone who thinks like that. Empathy means seeing things from the other person's point of view. I promise you, every single trans person, especially trans women, knows what it means to see transness as a joke. That's what society teaches us. That's the default state that we all had to unlearn. To paraphrase Hannah Gadsby, when the marginalized self-deprecate or laugh at deprecation, it's not humility, it's humiliation. And I will not be humiliated for your benefit anymore so yeah you know yeah um yeah Chappelle's been doing this for decades um and uh CEO of Netflix Ted Sarandos uh doesn't see a problem with it um because he's come out and defended Chappelle a couple times this week um, he's even said that the content in the special doesn't directly lead to real world harm. <laughs> um, that's the funniest thing. It is. And that's I've his heard, meme. I've heard that, out of the, out of this whole thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's, it's his, his main argument, uh, for, for keeping it on the platform and, and the reason it should be on there. Um, well, no, the, the main reason is that it's, it's, uh, it brings in money, right? Yeah. But, uh. Yeah, but the idea that it doesn't lead to real world harm is is a joke because uh, it's part of a culture that we live in that perpetuates hate and and violence against trans people. I mean, you could argue that there's a crisis uh, that's happening and it's been happening for a long time. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's a, a trans uh, uh, there's a Netflix employee, uh, Tara Field, who is trans, and I pull a quote. Um, from earlier this week, like in response to all this. Um, 
who said, uh, what we object to is the harm that content like this does to the trans community, uh, especially trans people of color and very specifically black trans women, people who look like me aren't being killed. I'm a white woman. Um, and then a uh, queer author and attorney Preston Mitchum also said, make no mistake, Chappelle's alleged jokes do not impact hypothetical people. They, in fact, cause real harm to transgender and non-binary viewers and black LGBTQ youth who may have once looked up to him as a role model. So, yeah, there's a lot of ways that this this uh, this stuff is harmful. And uh, for somebody like Ted Sarandos to, one, think that he's an authority on the matter is mm -hmm. which is hilarious uh and to, to completely dismiss um his own employees um and people who are experts and people who have experienced um these things uh to just toss that all aside uh is is really upsetting yeah so i i do want to bring up another point which is that um and this goes back into what um I, I, I didn't catch the username, but the TikTok that we just uh, played. At Butterfly um, Astrophysics. Yes, thank you. Um, Chappelle stopped doing the Chappelle show. And this is like a famous anecdote that he tells. Is that, or used to tell at least. He stopped doing the show whenever he realized that white people were not laughing with him. They were laughing at him. Mm -hmm. And yet now he just suddenly forgets that whether that's due to his many many millions of dollars or whatever but he can now not see another marginalized group at all he's like so he's so far removed from that uh being perceived that way anymore that he feels just this free reign to completely attack another group you know it's it's interesting because one of the very first lines he comes out with during the special is um because this happens you know during like in the thick of not in the thick of covid but after you know after a significant time in, in covid times yeah um is when this was filmed he says uh you know i'm i'm rich and famous uh i hope all you out there are, are you know coping okay with the the pandemic and i hope you're doing yeah. okay so it's like there is a, there is like a disconnect between. Oh, completely. Between completely. himself and and just like like society at large, it seems. In fact, I got this clip from the special. Okay. Kevin Hart dreamt his entire life of hosting the Oscars, and when he finally got the job, they just took it. It's not fair, Kevin. It's not fair. Mm-hmm. It's not fail. Yeah, that was they one of the it. more that was one of the more benign uh <laughs> benign pieces of commentary. They took it. it away from the richest comedian in the world. It's not and what fail. was it what was it that Kevin Hart said that caused him to lose the Oscar hosting? I forget. I don't even remember. Wasn't but, it homophobic? Yeah. So, I think so. There you go. But it's that's not, not fail. Yeah, so that's not and, then, and they offered to give it to him back and he declined. Mm-hmm. So it's not even true. No, but it makes sense that homophobia it, would not be in Dave Chappelle's eyes uh, important enough well, to, to warrant that sort of uh, consequence. 
but it's not fair that they took something away from the witch man. Yeah. It's not fair. Yes. I do do not like this. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> That's the way he said it. I just don't like this. He's, uh... he's crying like a little baby. No, totally. Totally. Um, it's so gross. It's very gross. This is the perspective that he has. Yeah. This is the this is the actual privileged perspective. Yeah, because his whole thing is like, I want to be able to make jokes at all of these different communities, and those communities need to accept it, and they need to laugh at my jokes and not get mad at me. Yeah. So it's like they, sh- they should look at it from my perspective. Exactly. But even though like, I'm not they, considering they, yours at all, they physically cannot. They physically cannot. Mm-hmm. They do. They material material materially cannot. I can't yes. speak. Because they, trans people are marginalized and they are usually at the lowest income brackets, so they materially cannot. Uh, like th- 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 these are worlds apart, and you're yeah. asking them to like, try to experience it as a as a rich cis man. Like it's it is so, it is so busted. Yeah. That it yeah. It, it, <sighs> there there's so much dissonance. Um, throughout this whole special, which is just one of the many reasons why I found it such a frustrating watch. Um, and not to like give too much time to this, because really yeah. what Chappelle has to say here is not it, it's it's only important in in the harm that it like that it's causing. It's not the, the what he's actually saying is really not worth like considering. Um but he closes out his closer with this story of um his friend Daphne, who was a trans woman, and I say was because she uh, committed suicide. And it's such a like, it's such a it's such a strange story, and and his and trying to understand his takeaway of it because he's talking about how Daphne was at his comedy shows and she would laugh at all the trans jokes that he made. Right. And they became friends and she was a, um, a comedian herself, uh, you know, who, who was, um, striving to become a standup. Um, and like they, they developed a friendship and, and honestly, like going through my head, this felt like he was doing like the, one of my best friends is trans, like that type of thing. But, um, this story goes to where like he was receiving um backlash from from trans jokes like in the early 2000s i think sure and or it might have been actually during the twitter era so maybe it was a bit later than that but this is a number of years ago and so his friend daphne his friend defended him publicly um right and then received a bunch of hate because she defended Chappelle. And then Daphne shortly after that committed suicide and Chappelle is like, well, you know, it, it might not have been because of the hate comments that she received, but that certainly didn't help. Um, and it's like, what, what is the takeaway here? Like, I just don't understand where he's going with this okay. because he has a trans, he has a trans friend who committed suicide and somehow his takeaway is like, you all shouldn't be angry at my hateful jokes. Like, I just don't, I don't know. I he honestly don't know. He does, and he doesn't make the connection. That he doesn't he, make the connection. He actually, he actually knew someone 
that was trans would... that committed suicide and that he doesn't understand the extremely high suicide rate in trans people. Yeah, yeah, like when he actually was... knew somebody that is a tragic part of that statistic. Mhm. Yeah, so that's why I mean like there's so much dissonance here and I just um it was strange trying to like figure out ultimately what he's trying to say other than just you know trying to roll out the same hateful comedy that he's been making for a long time and get away with it. Yeah. Um I don't know. Don't don't watch it. Don't don't do what I did. Um definitely watch Hannah Gatsby who um that TikTok the TikToker we watched uh mentioned Hannah Gatsby Nanette her special Nanette on Netflix is uh to this day the most profound um comedy special that I've I've ever seen. Uh very good use of your time. Um, definitely much better use than watching Dave Chappelle. Um, yeah, there's nothing to be gained by watching it. No, there isn't. There isn't. And and he's not going to have any consequences for it. No. Um, there were consequences for trans employees at Netflix who were suspended. Right, because that, that's how it works. That's how it works. Um, and as of the time of recording, there is a planned walkout. Um, from uh, employees at Netflix, which is which is nice to see. Good. That that's that's yeah. That's all that you can do is like class action. You can't you can't rely on the corporation to do you any favors. No, no. All you have to do is look at the uh, staff uh, email that Sarando sent out, and uh, and you'll see where his priorities uh, lie. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, we should we should probably move on uh, from that. That was probably more time than you wanted to spend on that. Yeah, well, when you get going, you get going. <laughs> so Smash Mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no easy transition there. Uh, no easy segue there. Um, Smash Mouth. Uh, Smash Mouth. Uh, yeah, interesting developments this week. Um Last weekend, I it was on TikTok uh, where I first saw footage of the now infamous Smash Mouth New York performance that took place. Um, so wh- where did you first uh, hear about this? Because I feel like this TikTok user might have broken the story here. Um, can I, I can I have you play this one? In, in yeah, a I, yeah. I didn't see uh, see anything about this until uh, the story about him leaving the band. Okay. Okay, so yeah, this is um, at does this feel good is the the username here, and uh, this is this is a TikTok that um, she made over the weekend. Okay, I know the ethics of this aren't great, but I did just see Smash Mouth perform live at a local beer and wine festival. When I say this is the most chaotic show I've ever seen in my entire life, I have no words. At no point was the sound balanced. Unintelligible speech. (laughs) 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 
<laughs> so yeah, like that that one that TikTok is better if you're watching it because there's a lot of like so much of it is unintelligible and so they there's captions, but um, yeah, you did hear the "I'll kill your whole family" part. I'll, I'll, I'll kill your whole family. I swear to God. And oh, then uh, <laughs> we're going to Greece. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's kind of, it's sad because. Um, well, he says that he is leaving the band due to, uh, like long-term mental health yeah. issues. No, it is uh, sad. Uh, like, cause he's clearly going through some shit. Yeah. Um, but, yes. um, there's a quote here. Uh, Steve has been dealing with long-term medical issues over the last eight years. And during his last performance at the big sip stage, he suffered numerous symptoms directly linked with his current medical situation according to their PR representative. Um, yeah, so it is kind of... Smash Mouth to uh, focus on his physical and mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, it is... The impulse is kind of to find the humor in it, but also it is somebody who's, who's going through it, so... Yeah, but also um, I think he was blasted out of his mind. Yeah, he... Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was under the influence for sure. Yeah. Um, but, but what I loved, my favorite part, is the fact that I, I really think this story blew up and that was maybe the main source of it, this, this TikToker. And so um, she posted a follow-up after the story broke that he was retiring. Um, so I'll have you I'll have you play okay. the, the follow-up here. This is the same user that does this feel good. Oh my god. This is not what I wanted. This is this is not what I wanted. I mean, I'm the person who was at the Smash Mouth concert <laughs> because I love Smash Mouth. Even though I know how problematic they are, they literally gave 250,000 people COVID. Google it. But this, I never wanted it to come to this. Oh. That's it. No more Smash Mouth content from me. I know that 10,000 people follow me because I am now the Smash Mouth whistleblower. Okay, but I'm just going to go back to editing videos of salamanders. Okay, here. Here is a list of some of my other niches, okay? I think I'm a pretty interesting person on my own. And now if you'll excuse me, I have to go finish up packing all of my belongings so that on Monday I can move to Paris with my brand new smoking hot husband. Now doesn't that sound like amazing content? Follow me or not, I'm gonna go put on Astro Lounge and cry. It's good that uh, she has a lot going on outside of Smash Mouth. Um, that, that's, that's encouraging. Smash Mouth gave 250,000 people COVID? Uh, I feel like <laughs> this might warrant a dead wrong segment next week. Yeah. I don't know about that. That's an awful lot. That is a lot of people. Um, yeah. I don't know. She I might have to look to into Google that. It. She did say to Google it. Uh, so your, your, your mileage might vary there. Because that is a quarter of a million people. <laughs> I feel like that would have been a bigger story. And I yeah. think that would that would be more than Smash Mouth being problematic, I have to say. <laughs> um, if they gave a quarter of a million people COVID. I mean, maybe indirectly. Maybe they had like a breakout at one of their shows and then those people went on to uh, spread okay. it. Okay. But unless, but that's, that's unless stretch, we have though. proper contact tracing, I don't know if we could. Yeah, that's more of an America <laughs> problem than anything else. Yeah. Oh, man. Smash Mouth Steve gave me COVID. <laughs> but honestly oh, yeah, like yeah. this this does feel like the end of an era um sure you know i, I wish all the best to steve and his, his recovery um he's given a lot of people some really great memes over the years mm -hmm. um i think all star is a legitimately great song you know I'll, yeah 
I'll say it. I mean, it's so, been a meme for 20 years, you know? I, you cannot, like, you can't argue against that. Like, yeah, it's it stood the test of time. Mm -hmm. And and time has, has certainly tested it, for sure. Walking on the sun is underrated, I will say. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So Sally Rooney... <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be the episode with the worst segues. <laughs> So Israel. <laughs> oh, God. Hey, now, Sally Rooney. <laughs> Sally Rooney is an all star. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> okay. Um, yeah, so Sally Rooney. Uh, I think, hold on, I think this NBC News article uh, gives her a great introduction. Uh, oh, cool. Millennial Marxist literary author. sensation, Sally Rooney. No, I've heard that a lot. Yeah. They're definitely not the first to uh, to jump on that on that uh, description. Yeah. I, I she's feel like, like the really reductive. Well, she's sort of gotten the... Um, She's she's received like the voice of the generation narrative. Okay. You know? Sure. Which could do a lot worse. But yeah, also but it, seems... I mean, she's it, it's silly because she's doing very specific things with her writing and to say that she's a voice of an entire gen like it just it's it's silly. Mm -hmm. Very good author, just like I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Um so she made news this week. Uh, she, uh, first of all, she's the author of uh, Normal People, um, and she just released a new book. Uh, Beautiful World, Where Are You? Yes, thank you. And also uh, her first one is uh, Conversations with Friends, which is uh, being turned into a, uh, a TV series uh, probably out next year from the same people who did the um, excellent Normal People adaptation. Mm -hmm. Um. So yeah. So she made some really, uh, probably unfair headlines. Uh, because she decided not to sell uh, a Hebrew translation of "Beautiful World" to uh, an Israel uh publishing house. Mm -hmm. Um, because of the boycott, divestments, and sanctions movement. Um. And so her reasoning is being that she didn't want to accept a contract with an Israeli company that, quote, uh, did not publicly distance itself from apartheid and support the UN uh, stipulated rights of the Palestinian people. Um, and so a bunch of Israeli and, uh, you know, um, uh, Israel favoring uh, sources wrote headlines saying that she um, was boycotting the Hebrew language, basically, <laughs> oh, which God. is uh, not uh, what she said or is doing whatsoever. That's like um, that's like um, I don't know. Just like if you're say you're boycotting a bar because the owner is problematic, right? Yeah. And that's like somebody trying to say, well, you're just, you're boycotting alcohol. Right. Right? Like, it's just, it's so stupid. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, so she was being called an anti-Semite and blah 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 blah, and it spiraled mm-hmm. from there. Um, meanwhile, all she is doing is not working for the moment with this specific Israeli publisher, um, and and this was the publisher that previously translated her uh, other books mm-hmm. into Hebrew. Um, so that's why she didn't uh, contract with them again. Um, and so, and she, like she said, she's not going to work with a company that uh, does not work with the UN stipulated rights of the Palestinian people. Right. Um, so yeah, this became a whole thing. Um, and I want to get her other quote because she came up with another statement. Okay, so she noted that the Human Rights Watch said this year that Israel was guilty of the international crimes of apartheid um, and persecution because of discriminatory policies towards Palestinians within its borders and occupied territories. Um, That report, she said, came on the heels of a similarly damning publication by the leading Israeli human rights group, B. Salem, which for the first time labeled Israel an apartheid regime. And this, she had to, yeah, the Israeli publisher... um, Modan told the paper that she wouldn't allow her book to be published in Hebrew because she supports an Israel boycott, which is not the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she said that she is proud to have her previous two novels, Conversations with Friends and Normal People, translated into Hebrew. Instead, it would be an honor to have her, her latest book, Beautiful World, Where Are You, made available to Hebrew languages readers as well. Yeah. If I can find a way to sell these rights that is uh, compliant with the BDS movement's institutional boycott guidelines, I'll be very pleased and proud to do so. In the meantime, I would like to express once again my solidarity with the Palestinian people and the right to struggle for freedom, justice, and equality. So. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I think she's made her position quite clear and it's been consistent. Uh, She signed the open letter in May. Um Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's a relatively small thing in the grand scheme of things, but it's what she has the power to do, and that's mm-hmm. that's great. Yeah. Happy but to yeah, see it. Yeah, this shit blew up and calling her an anti-Semite, like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, just, you know, you gotta, gotta know the full context. You gotta, mm-hmm. you, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of misinformation out there. Yep. Unfortunately. Um, yeah, all right. So then that's going to do it for us. Uh, thank you very much for listening. We really appreciate it. As always, you can follow me everywhere and on Twitter at Dead End Road, Facebook.com slash Dead End Road TV. Uh, check out the Twitch, twitch.tv slash Dead End Road TV. Um, and in these last couple weeks before Halloween, I'm going to kick up, kick up some streams because uh, I have too many horror games and I'd like to play them. Um, so yeah, be on the lookout for those. Check out the Twitch for that. And then check out the archives. Do a YouTube search for Dead End Road TV and you will find them there. Uh, check out the Fred's First Adventure book and plush bundles over at publishing.denandroad.co. We got some good bundles going on there. Uh, oh, yeah. And the email, send us literally anything. Video at denandroad.co. Uh, yeah, that should do it. You know, right. I think um, I made a joke a couple weeks ago where I was like, if you send us something, there's a 100% chance it'll like, we'll include it on the show. Yeah. Um, I should probably specify like only if you mention that you're okay with that right <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah like of course. yeah yeah 
So like send send anything, and if if you want to be on the show, that's great. Um, but if not, that's fine too. Yeah. I don't know. Just, just like felt like say, I should clarify. If you just like to say hello, your show sucks. Then. Oh yeah, yeah. You could do that too, and it doesn't have totally. To on, it doesn't have to be on the show. Totally. Uh, but yeah. All right. That's gonna do it for us. We will see you next week. Thank you for listening.